You're listening to the Independent Mom Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to own your finances, reimagine your motherhood, and live a wealthy life with or without a partner. And I'm your host, Arielle Dean. All right, let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Independent Mom Podcast. I am super excited. The podcast has been growing. We are international. Um, It is very exciting. I am super happy. And so I thought today I would take a little bit of time because I haven't gone through this in a little while to talk a little bit about what does it mean to become an independent mom and really the keys to unlock your freedom, which is really how I define it. So if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, hopefully you know by now that the independent mom is not about marital status. It's about giving moms, especially black and brown moms, more freedom and more options and really the freedom to choose to be able to pursue whatever it is that you really want, that you really want to go after and to be able to walk away, whether it is from a job or a partner or any situation that isn't working for you and be able to actually choose and have agency over creating the life that you want and a life that fulfills you. And I wanted to dig into that more today because I know I've been on this journey of talking a lot about sabbaticals and freedom and trusting God and moving forward. And I really do feel like, um, even if you go all the way back to, I think it's episode two, or I talk about what is an independent mom, really at the core of it, it's about getting closer to freedom. And I defined the podcast by these three pillars. And not only are these pillars how I have tried to organize the podcast and the guests who come on, but I really do believe that they are the keys to becoming more independent and ultimately having the freedom to create your wealthy life. And those three pillars are, which I say every time in the opening, is about owning your finances, reimagining your motherhood, and living a wealthy life. And so I'm going to break down each of these and how they really are what I believe are some of the building blocks and the keys to getting closer to freedom as a woman, but I think definitely even more specifically as a mom, because in a lot of ways, all of these things matter to me. But I think once we have children, (laughs) once we have someone else that's depending on us and that we are moving through the world with and for, there are just some things that I think become, at least for me, they just became much more important. And I do believe that things like your purpose and your legacy and wealth just start to have slightly different meaning and different use and purpose than maybe they did for me, at least before becoming a mom. So I'll talk about each of these in detail. um, And I hope that 
this will be encouraging to you, but also informative of as you're thinking about your own life and your own journey towards freedom, whether that's financial freedom that you either want to go after, or you just know something needs to change. Because I think for a lot of us, especially if you work probably a corporate job or W-2, in a lot of ways, these systems, these institutions, they were not designed with moms in mind. And so it is really important to think about how all of these pieces come together to make you a more independent mom and how you can choose and have ownership and go through your life. So let's break each of these down. Uh, So number one, or the first part, I would say, because they don't necessarily go completely sequentially. I actually think it's a little bit of a cycle, but it definitely starts, I believe, with the first pillar that I talk about, which is owning your finances. And hopefully by now, if you've listened to the podcast, you know my story of being laid off while I was seven months pregnant, going into tremendous debt, working myself out of that, and then still being stuck with the realization that I was not being (laughs) very good steward. I wasn't being very intentional with my money. And it was really that moment when I got denied for a corporate credit card at my job. And I was sitting in a car crying and asking God what was wrong and why was this happening to me and what was I doing wrong that he illuminated to me that not only can new things not hide what's broken on the inside, which for me was a lot about finances and what I was trying to cover up with my finances and all of those pieces, but also really about how do you start to take very intentional actions with any of the money that I already had and the talents and the gifts and the resources and the people to accelerate my wealth journey. And that is exactly what I did. And that's exactly what happened. And so the first area is own your finances. And I specifically chose the word own because own is about having power and mastery over your finances. And for many of us, we are used to and we're comfortable with maybe money, right? We we think we know and we're generally managing it, right? Or we we know some of the keys, but there's something to me that's very powerful about stepping into more of the driver's seat, really directing your money where you want it to go, how it fuels the life that you want, how it supports you. And to me, this is really important as a foundational level, you know, not necessarily doing every single financial trick out there, but at a very foundational and fundamental level, when we don't own our finances, when we are constantly worried about money and whether we're going to be able to pay for things and how to make sure that your kids have what they need and that you're not, and bills are coming, we just don't have the headspace to see opportunity. We don't have the headspace to reimagine our lives or to think about ease or to dream in a new way. And so we often also don't make smart decisions and we make a lot of very short-term decisions to fix something in the immediate, to stop the bleeding immediately, to pay off the one bill collector that is driving you nuts. Because we're not at a place yet where we can start to think about more longer-term decisions and longer-term plans and visions. 
And so to me, owning our finances is about really starting to take that first step from being in more of a reactive or maybe even semi-passive, right? Some of us are, we're fine. Like I thought I was fine with my finances. I wasn't like worried. I wasn't monitoring until I had my daughter. But for a lot of us, we're kind of just going along, but we're not being deliberate. We're not being intentional. We're taught taking ownership over our finances. And a big part to me of this journey of stepping into freedom and becoming more of an independent mom in every way is about stepping into more of that position of power. And from a very financial standpoint, it's about stepping into a place of ownership, of not just being the employee, of not just buying and receiving, but owning and ensuring that your money is making money and you are in the driver's seat of how your money is operating and where your money is going and growing. And so own your finances is really about that part of the journey. And I think many of us, there's lots of things out there that talk about money and budgets, but there is this state of when you have to go past just what are the things to do, but what are some of the mindset aspects that we have to understand? And then how do we really start going from what I call not just managing your money, but multiplying your money and then maximizing your money so that you ultimately can create true legacy. You can memorialize your money in a lot of ways and not just for the sake of it being this like altar, but because of what of the impact it can have because of the places that you can donate to, because of the organizations that you can help, because of the burdens that you can remove from your children. And until we start to own more of our finances, especially as underrepresented minorities and as Black women, we are going to always have a harder time being able to fund some of the things that we fundamentally want and need and that people that we care about, whether it's here or in Barbados or any other country, that we can be able to help support some of the initiatives that we know that we need to do. And as brown people, we are the ones most likely to care and take care of other brown people, but we have to have the resources to be able to do that. So that's what Own Your Finances is really all about. And I do believe that there is a minimum level of that that is required just to get started on this journey. But then I think there are levels to it and how it really starts to become the flywheel to fuel the rest of the parts of the journey. The second piece is around reimagining your motherhood. And yes, I do say motherhood, even though truly it's about reimagining your life and how that integrates with your role as a mother. But I call out motherhood specifically because for me, at least, motherhood is when a lot of things changed. It's when my perspective changed. It was when my finance changed. But it's also when a lot of these expectations started to creep up on us, when we started to think about how we were operating and whether or not it was functioning within the confines of what society said we should do. And many of the rules about, quote, rules about how to be a good mom or many of the societal expectations 
they're keeping many of us stuck and depleted and unfulfilled. And we have to figure out what it looks like if we chose a different path, if motherhood was not automatically associated with all of the hardship and all of the struggle and really started to imagine something different. Um, And I have to give huge kudos to my own mom, who at almost 80 years old is as fit as ever. She went zip lining while we were in Barbados and she has been hiking up mountains in Ghana. Um, And it's just something that I think has always been such a core part of my mom, even when I didn't fully understand it. And when we were younger, I remember that she decided to pursue her passion around journalism and broadcasting. And even with three children and my dad, admittedly his frustration sometimes, she knew and she carved out a space for her and for what she needed, what she knew was going to help feed her. And for her time, like this is not like now, for her time, and especially coming from the Caribbean, this this was not normal, right? She decided that she was not able or willing to be the person that did all the cooking or did all the child raising. And I remember my dad, he used to often tell stories of how he was one of the few fathers in that time who would be in a park or somewhere pushing a stroller or how he was trying to do our hair so that we could go to violin practice or something or any events while my mom maybe was working or volunteering or at the church. And I really do believe that it took a lot of guts for my mom at that time, which I never fully appreciated until probably now that I have become a mother. And I realize even how challenging it is for me to carve out that time, to remove the mom guilt, to lean into the things that help me and not just be for my daughter. And it definitely was a key part of thinking about when I thought about my mom and some of the things that I appreciate about her and some of the example that I realize now she set, even though I may not have understood it at the time, but it was a key part of my own journey. And it was part of how I started to say like, there's gotta be more. I've got to get out of just this like groundhog day of only living for my child and living for work. And it is a lot of what ultimately sparked my interest in the podcast, um, and in entrepreneurship in general. And I do believe our parents' generation, they suffered and they sacrificed enough, in my opinion. But really, I believe it is part of the benefit, right, that they sacrificed so much so that we wouldn't have to sacrifice and suffer as much. And hopefully, each step that we make then becomes progress that our children can do differently. And if we want to make our sure that our daughters are not stuck in this same cycle, I really want us to start reimagining what this life and journey in motherhood can look like. What are those mindset hurdles that we have to get over? What are those obstacles? What are those norms that have stopped us from reimagining? And if we'd remove them, what could our motherhood look like? What would you want, right? What's that vision? And maybe it's way less of the motherhood that you have, 
or maybe it is having more fun with your child and doing more things and traveling the world. But whatever it is, we've got to get clear on what that new vision of motherhood could look like. What's that vision that works for you? What's that vision that we want and not that society wants? And I do think that's a part of being an independent mom. And it's about having that freedom to dream, to redefine, to reimagine what your life is like and how your motherhood plays into that life. The next section is, as I say every time, to live a wealthy life. And obviously all of these are about being with or without a partner, because I don't think it's about whether or not you are married or whether or not you are single. I think all women and especially moms There's something powerful about knowing that you own your finances and you define your motherhood and you can create your wealthy life, whether you are married or not, whether you are divorced, trying to get married, single, whatever it might be. um, That is such a powerful tool. And I was listening to a podcast today um, and they were just talking about that very thing about this woman. She listened to all of her aunties who were stuck in marriages because they didn't have the financial wherewithal to get out and how her mom vowed that that would never be her. And I think it's easy to just think about it from the money standpoint. But the reason why I call out live a wealthy life or create and build a wealthy life is, as you've probably heard me say before, I don't think it's just about having wealth, right? The goal is not just to have the biggest, fattest bank account. I mean, I do want some money in a bank account, right? But ultimately, it's about how that money allows you and empowers you to live a wealthier life, a more joyful, more fulfilled life that is of your own choice and is of your own design. And as I mentioned from the beginning, own your finances. I do still believe and definitely welcome and embrace wealth, but I want it to be in service of a more abundant, a more purposeful life. And really the key to that is so many times we spend so much energy on the how to build wealth, the how to, you know, start to own our finances but not on the outer end of like, but what's the end goal, right? Like, let's say you finally get to this somewhat magical state. What what was the point, right? What was the goal? And so we, I've learned that we really have to start planning our wealthy life and living our wealthy life in this process, right? After we've gotten to some level of a foundation and we can set that vision and reimagine what that motherhood looks like, how do you create a plan to ensure you can make consistent progress towards your vision and set up your finances and your lifestyle to support that? And so a lot of what I think you all have probably heard through these episodes is that journey of me thinking about what does that mean for my lifestyle? What does that mean for my faith? What does that mean about my health and being fit and exercising? What does that mean about my family? What do I want for my family, for our life to be like, for my daughter's education? 
how am I showing up for my friends? I've gone on these retreats with some of my great friends. Um, and it's something that I'd love to do and I'd love to do with more. Um, and that's about creating community and what's the environment and the places and people and spaces that I am surrounded by. That is part of creating a wealthy life. It is creating and being very intentional about the pieces and the elements that help to make up that bigger vision of your life and your motherhood, but not just wishing upon a star, (laughs) but actually working backwards to make it real. And some of the things that I know is it is not always easy. As you probably heard, I have circled around and around. And there are times when I have gone really far in owning my finances and then fallen back and had to get back on track. And there are times when the dream of reimagining your motherhood can seem really far away. And I do come back with more reined in visions sometimes. But just going through that process and having people who can keep you accountable, it really helps to move you in that direction. And I've been on this journey for a while, but I do know now that it does require a few things. I think number one in general, it's it's about know-how or knowledge. One of the biggest gaps is I have an, I have an MBA. I understand money. I have talked with people about finance and budgeting. But there was some intimate know-how about just sort of how I thought about money and what I could be doing and how I could take more ownership and control of my money that just wasn't there. And so there is a level of know-how, of knowledge, of accepting, of being aware of just internally what might be stopping you or holding you back, right? There's a level of awareness Um and knowledge of both yourself and of the things that we want to understand um, that is a big part of getting onto this journey and moving forward. The second piece that has been really helpful for me is community. And this is usually not the thing that I jump up and down about, but I know now more than ever that we all need people around us who can see what we can't see in ourselves for better or for worse, right? Sometimes we think, yes, this person only sees the bad. But oftentimes we also don't see how great we are, how much knowledge we have, where we excel, how people have viewed us and what they have seen in the pattern of our life. And so it's important for community, not just as a rah-rah to have friends, but I think to help be a mirror to ourselves, to help show us where there are blind spots, but also to inspire us around what can be possible and to keep us accountable. And I am not always um, the first (laughs) to jump into, you know, like you think about some of these communities and I've probably been in hundreds of communities over the last two years. Um, But I do believe that it has been a big part of helping me even think bigger and imagine more and learn more about all sorts of things like real estate and taxes. And there is so much that we can do on our own. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books, but there's something about someone who you know, who has been through it, who can talk you through it or seeing someone actually live it and do it that just hits at a different level. And then last, but definitely not least, one of the main things that it requires 
is faith. Because no matter what level of freedom that I'm trying to go through, that we're all trying to get to, there's a level of faith that you can make those leaps, that you can get out of debt, that you can find the job, that you can reimagine your life, that you can get to a place where you are living and traveling and enjoying every moment of being a motherhood. There's a lot of faith and not just faith, but really trust. And in the episode, I think right before this episode 25, I talk a lot about how God has really been leaning into me on trusting him, not just having the faith and believing, but when it's push comes to shove, as my mom always says, when you're really up against the wall, what do you trust more? yourself, your own control, or do you really trust that God can bring all these pieces together? That if you put the vision out, if you're willing to do the work, that God will guide you. He will show you the way. He will bring all of the pieces together. And I am on a mission to equip more moms really to go through all of these areas but to have the tools and the resources to live a wealthy life. I hope some of that has happened through the podcast, but I also would love to do more. And if anything I talked about today has resonated with you, I would love for you to reach out to me. You can reach me on IG at The Independent Mom, or you can email me at Ariel at The Independent Mom. All of those links are in the show notes. Um, but also if there's something that you heard today that you're like, oh, you know, this was really good. Share it with a friend, share it with someone who you think this could be helpful to, and then please rate and review the show if that helps as well. Um, but I wanted to just talk through because it's been a little bit, and I don't know if I actually fully introduced the three components of the podcast, but they're not just of the podcast. They really are the journey and I think the important elements to getting to freedom. And so I pray that all of you are inspired and on a journey to own your finances, to reimagine your motherhood, and to live a wealthy life, whether you are with or without a partner. I will talk to you all again soon, and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me today and tuning in to an episode of the Independent Mom podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, and review the podcast. Your feedback would mean the world to me. And until next time, please know that I appreciate you for lending me your time and your ears, and I will catch you in the next episode.